Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm Teresa Moon, Director of Business Development for Parabolus, and this is Spilling the Tea on GovCon. I am so happy that all of you could be here to join me. Again, I'm Teresa Moon. I work for Parabolus, and we provide a better financial partner for, for government contractors by government contractors. The purpose of this program is to assist small businesses with success and growth in the federal marketplace by providing them with quality information and access to industry experts and opportunities. Today's topic is In It to Win It, and our special guest knows all about winning government contracts and assisting clients in elevating their game in this industry. Tan Wilson, founder of Intellect LLC, which is a full life cycle business development boutique company that provides a variety of services to small, mid-tier, and large businesses. Intellect was instrumental in capturing and winning more than 500 billion with a B in IDIQ contracts and more than 3 billion in requirements-based federal awards. Tan and I were lucky enough to meet through a mutual friend, Guy Timberlake, who I talk about all the time on Spilling the Tea. She and I hit it off fast and share a mutual drive and passion for helping others. And we, we both like to win big. So welcome, Tan, and thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, winning, right? Like hashtag winning. I I, I love that. Um, and I use it all the time. And I, I love Guy Timberlake. So if if your listeners have been listening to Guy, Guy and I go back decades. Um, but yeah, um, happy to be here um, at Intellect. We, uh, we do uh, sessions like this all the time. I, I speak and I go out to events. Um, I'm the small business advocate out there um, all the time. So you will see me on LinkedIn. I'm always speaking about, you know, sticking up, you know, sticking up for like the little guy and, and trying to elevate and educate the, uh, the small and mid-tier companies so that they can kind of compete with the big guys because that's where innovation is, right? That's, that's, that's the backbone of so many great things that, that are happening in the government and in industry in general. So, Awesome. And I know that there's a difference between the services that you provide and others within the industry who identify with similar skill sets to yours. And we've chatted about this before. And, and there's a difference in the approach as far as being a practitioner of the skill set or an educator. And I know that both require a little bit of both. Um, but can you talk a little bit about how your skills and services are applied at Intellect? Yeah, so I, I will, you know, if you've heard me before, I always say that I'm a practitioner, right? So a lot of times people will say, hey, can you come in and do training or can you teach me how to do this or um, and, and whatnot? I was like, well, I could teach you, but there's so many people in industry who do great training sessions and have great educational, you know, programs like, you know, Guy and Michelle Bull for one of them and, um, and, and my other colleagues out there. Um, I train by training people on the job. And so I do more mentoring and, and, and coaching. Um, and that's kind of how I describe what I do. And, and I'm really more of a, a practitioner. And so a practitioner is, you know, defined as someone who um, is is knowledgeable and educated and is an expert in their field, but uses the, you know, the process of going through the process and, and teaching someone as we do it. Because I think it's really important to kind of marry up the education and the, the practical part of it. You know, it's like I could go to a training session and learn and be so book smart on terms and, you know, different things like that. But at the end of the day, if you can't apply what you learn, 
um, then it's really kind of a useless, you know, set of training. And you you need to kind of put yourself out there and be in a position where you're making the mistakes or you're encountering obstacles and you're encountering, you know, like challenges, but like, how do you solve them? You know, like what tool do you pull out of your toolbox, do you know, to fix that problem? Do you pull a wrench? Do you pull a screwdriver? You know, like having those types of answers, you, you really can't substitute going through it yourself. So. Right. I agree. And you've got an interesting background. I mean, you are, um, you know, trained through your studies uh, in, in certain areas that make you um, have the level of proficiencies that you do within the industry. But then your mythology, methodology around things and the way that you approach it strategically, I think, are are based in, in the studies that you had on other levels. If you talk to us a little bit about how you, how you apply that to your your practicing this, these um, yeah. you know, business skills in your day to day. Yeah. So I don't think anybody wakes up and says, Hey, I want to be a government contractor or right. I want to get into, you know, government contracting and do business development. Maybe there are, you know, God love you if you did, because, um, God knows that my path towards where I am right now was not a straight line. Um, I'm actually, uh, a trained, uh, chemist and political scientist, um, by education. So I've got a bachelor's in both degrees and I just couldn't decide, you know, do I want to go to med school? Do I want to go to law school? I just, you know, there were just way too many things that, that were exciting that I wanted to do. And so I just, I figure why choose just do them both. Um, but I'm actually a trained chemist. Um, and I came into government contracting through a government contracting program through HUD um, for their lead-based pain risk assessment um, contract. And you know, it was one of those things where I played to my strengths. Um, you know, I was always, I've always been really methodical, which is my chemistry part of it. You know, very disciplined, very process oriented, you know, everything, you know, cause and effect. If you do this and this will happen. Um, I kind of leveraged that into what we do well here at Intellect is that we are very process driven, right? We are not the only um, company out there that does BD capture proposals. Um, you know, there are many of us out there, but the way we do it is very process focused. And so we we stick to a process, um, but we understand that based on the situation, based on the customer, based on the organizational, you know, like um, needs of the company, we we tailor those processes to to make that you know, that company as effective as possible or, you know, make a proposal process at least a little less painful. And so I think that's where my political science background comes into place, right? You know, there's a lot of psychology, there's a lot of political science, there's a lot of strategy, um, you know, behind um, successfully bidding and winning government work. And so when you marry the two, it was incredibly powerful situation in that it's like, yes, I can be very mechanical, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, processes, but at the same time, I can see gray areas. I can see the nuances to different things. I can see the strategy behind it um, and understand the business aspect of it, which when you have someone who's very functionally focused on, you know, like a specific area, you know, this is their swim lane, right? They don't veer off of their swim lane. And we all need those people. We need people to stay in their swim lanes. But, you know, what makes us really successful is that we come in and kind of help you see beyond that. We, you know, we're, we're very matrix, you know, you can see across different functional areas and see and be able to demonstrate how if you do that here, you're going to have an impact over here. 
Um, and so, you know, I, I, everyone thinks, you know, oh my God, what's a chemist doing in this business? It's to me, it's like, how can you not be a chemist and, you know, like be in this business? It makes so much sense to me. Oh, I get it. I, I'm a literature major twice over working for a financing company. So go figure on that. Right. I think it, it's all in, in life experiences and being able to apply what you've learned into the work that you love to do. And I think, you know, that's, that's what attracted me to want to be in your space because you are passionate about it. We were at an event together and, and somebody was talking about Polaris and you hopped out of your seat as fast as you could to let everyone know what you thought about that. And I said, that's someone that I want to be around because well, your energy is palpable in a room. And that's what not only wins your clients, the business that they're going after, but it makes people want to continue working with you and work and working around you. And so, you know, I know that you, you've got a varied background, but you bring with that so much more and life experience and personality and everything else that I think is um, very attractive in, in terms of being able to be mentored by someone. You want to yeah. lean towards someone that you're inspired by. And I think what you're saying really kind of rings true to like any successful government contractor, right? You, you see companies that really struggle. They, they have challenges with winning work. Um, you know, they have challenges with just being able to, you know, capitalize and, you know, like develop those strategic teaming partners. And I think it comes down to the root of what business is all about, which is having these organic relationships um, and these interactions with other people. And I think, you know, the one silver lining about the pandemic, and I've, I've talked about this too, because when the pandemic hit, we had to learn how to do BD. Um, in a very different way. You couldn't walk the halls of the agencies, you know, um, you couldn't just go in and drop in and say hi to someone and, you know, have those, hey, off the, you know, off the record kind of conversations that you have. Right. Um, you know, the silver lining for that is that it, it put all the government contractors on the same level playing field. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, someone who's operating in San Antonio, Kansas City, San Diego, didn't have to be within a 60 mile radius of the national capital region. Right. Um, you know, agencies had to learn how to communicate outside of that area. And so while that was great and it helped industry in general, um, I think it really crippled um, some business owners and BD people, because now we've gotten really lazy. We've The pendulum has swung the other way. Now, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, everybody wants to hide behind their computer. They want to like not pick up the telephone. It's either right. a text or an IM or an email. And, you know, those who are really successful, you know, like I, I have couple clients that are, you know, struggling is because there's that personality thing. They're very analytical people. They don't feel comfortable getting out there. And so, you know, like they don't interface and, and meet with those critical teaming partners. And so, you know, when you have these discussions like you and I have or attend those events that, you know, that you go to, you hear things that you can't extract from notes or, right. you know, a PowerPoint or whatever. Mm -hmm. right. um, and, also, I feed off of other people's energies. And so I try to exude to other people my excitement for things or my disdain for things. Right. You know, it's like there's never any question when I, I don't I'm not fond of something because, you know, it's like I am fully transparent. Um, you know, I was joking earlier. I was like, you need a five second pause delay on some of my like video sessions because you never quite know what's going to come out of my mouth. 
Um, but you know, it's it's those type of discussions that other people kind of feed off of. They're like, they yeah. want to join your conversation, they want to join your team. Um, and so, you know, it's that whole power of attraction that you and yeah. I kind of, you know, agree with. You yeah. put out in the universe what you want the universe to give you, and it will give it to you um, in excess. Um, Absolutely. You put out negative energy and you know um, things and, and doubt, then that's that's what the universe is going to continue to give you. So right, and I think that that attributes a lot to the to the success that you've had and the success that you've helped clients of yours have as well. And you know, we've talked to you and I a little bit about the way that you best serve the market that you go after, and and you've got a broad market that you go yeah. after. It's not just small businesses, not just middle-sized, it's all of them. And, and I think that's wonderful because you're not a cookie cutter approach to it. And to your, <clears throat> pardon me, to your point earlier, when you were saying COVID changed things and the approach of how we, we have the conversations that we're having, the fact that you said that you would go to government agencies and pop in on people to say hello and have those one-off off the record conversations Business owners don't always know that number one, it can be done. And number two, there are ways that you can function with that in a personal way and have relationships that are so important by being able to chat with someone personally. <clears throat> the fact that you know how to do that is beneficial as hell to a business owner who wouldn't be able to do that on their own. And whether you're doing that on their behalf or you're mentoring them on how to make those relationships happen, yeah. I think that that's a, a specialization, if you will. But I know that you have other specializations that you offer to the different sizes. I know and it's different based on size and based off of need, what specialization of yours that you offer, but can you share some insight into what you do best? And then as an overall, what your company does best when addressing the needs of the different size businesses that you work with? Yeah. So <laughs> everything that you said has like pros and cons to it, you know, like, um, because we've done work in so many different business sectors and different agencies, sometimes companies get very wrapped around the axle about, have you ever done work in one work over at NGA? Or they'll, they'll say a specific agency in particular. And, so, you know, like, I'm just very transparent. It's like, no, we haven't. But that doesn't mean that we can't. Because winning work is a combination of a number of different ingredients, right? It's, it's like baking. You put, you know, several ingredients in, you bake it, and, you know, you get a great product at the end. Right. Um, winning proposals is kind of the same way. If you're missing an ingredient or you're skipping a corner, if you don't do something, then ultimately it, it's not going to be a success. You're not going to win that contract. And so, um, so in some regards, you know, having not being specialized in a specific area sometimes is kind of a detriment because customers get very, you know, wrapped around that. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the, the bottom line to winning government contracts, it's, it's, it's no magic sauce. It's no secret things out there. It's just understanding the customer, understanding the, the, um, the requirement, and um, knowing what are their hot buttons, why is this important, and to then clearly articulate and price that solution that is going to make you the best selection. Um, and at the end of the day, it comes down to, to whether or not you have the prerequisite past performance and capabilities. So right. if you're going to fall short in that three-legged stool, you know, it's, it's not going to hold up at the end of the day. So, mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that, that can kind of, you know, like be challenging, but I think Company-wise, what we do really well is that we are really able to mobilize and handle some very complicated 
um, you know, responses. I prefer super complicated responses to GSA schedules or, you know, some some other, you know, opportunities that are much, you know, simpler to respond to. I'm not saying that they're easy. Don't get me wrong. They're highly complicated um, in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I can't do GSA schedules. They scare me. But my friend Courtney Fairchild over at yeah. she's just like, I do them every day and twice on Sunday, right? And I'm like, yeah. more power to you. Play to your strengths. And so our strengths are being able to pull together geographically dispersed you know, teams, um, responding to highly complex opportunities that require a high level of um, capabilities to help companies collaborate um, I think we're really good at being able to communicate and help companies collaborate. Companies and people in general do not organically know how to collaborate. Mm-hmm. Um, they think they do. They really don't. They need someone who's going to be able to help facilitate that process. And so because we are process focused people, we know the tricks of the trade. You know, it's like I spend 90 percent of my day getting people to do things they don't want to do. Um, and somehow they do it. And sometimes they do it with a smile. Sometimes they do it with a laugh and sometimes they leave cursing me because I made them do it. Um, but you know, uh, it's, it's knowing how to do that, but then, um, being able, I think people are more open to doing that for you. If you clearly articulate to them why it's important, right? right? A lot of times we're told you must do this. You must do this by a different, you know, by a specific date, you must follow this, these sets of instructions. Um, what we do is we take that to a certain level and then say, why is it important, right? Why is the government asking for you to provide this information in this manner? Or Mm -hmm. why do they want this information? Sometimes there's a reason, you know, a lot of times I can explain why. And sometimes it's just um, suck it up. That's just the way it is. And that's the requirement. And if you want this contract, that's, you know, those are the, I don't make the rules. I just, right. Right. And I think that's probably what most people need is assistance on playing the game, right? There's a strategy behind everything. and, And you guys seem to have uh, your yeah. finger on the pulse on that. And so that's super important. And I think that, um, you know, our, our listeners that are, are needing assistance in those areas need to definitely be encouraged to reach out to you for those reasons. Plus, to your point as well, you know what you're good at and you don't try to jump out of that lane just for the purpose of things. You have resource partners that you refer things to, like GSA scheduling is not your bag, but we all know Courtney and it is hers. So I think that's the beauty of having a small industry. Where huge opportunity, huge dollar amounts go into it, but the the cream rises to the top, and and we know each other, and we know yeah. who the best people are to refer one another to when it comes to services that we don't provide, and so that's why, especially this program is dedicated to presenting everyone at every level of of, of resources and skills and and services provided to support government contractors being successful because. It is the best we can do, right? Is to help each other get a leg up and and do what we do best really well for the people who need us to do it for them. And and so I think it's awesome that we've had this this chance to highlight some of the proficiencies that Intellect puts out for their their customers. It's awesome. Um, we talked a little bit about low hanging fruit. Everyone wants to know where it is, and you had the best answer to it of anyone. I ask that question all the time. What do what do you Did consider low hanging fruit? Yeah, I mean, um, because I liked the the personal touch that you put to it when you were, when you answered that question for me. So elaborate on that if you would for me, because I, I relate to that in so many ways, but my mind wasn't even going there, but I agree with you 10,000%. 
So I think the key to low hanging fruit is to not overly complicate things, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we, we try to get really sophisticated and, and everything. Um, and it's, to me, it's low hanging fruit is the converse is the next conversation you have. Mm -hmm. And, and so I never go into any conversation with any predisposed or premeditated set of expectations. Um, I let the conversation kind of flow where it needs to flow. And then I try to pick nuggets out of there that I, that I want to continue the conversation with. Um, and, and so I, I think if, if anything, the way to find low hanging fruit would be to have everybody here start to kind of fine tune the art of conversation and the art of being able to ask certain poignant questions. And what I find a lot of times when we go to these networking events and these, you know, mixers and things like that, uh, everyone is, you know, and BD people are so, you know, like we're all BD people, right? You know, it's like we're yeah. so predisposed to explaining who we are, what do we do, why are we the best at it? Yeah. And when you're so occupied with telling other people about you, you're missing and not listening to what they're saying and how they're mm -hmm. answering. And so, you know, I tend to ask more questions than, than to kind of talk about myself. Yeah. And the best compliment anybody can give you is to have the next person next to you speak highly of you, because mm -hmm. that to me is kind of, you know, like um, a resounding um, endorsement of who yeah. you are and what you're capable of doing. So it's, it's that in-kind, you know, like PR marketing that, that you can't buy. Um, and you can't sell that. So that's, yep. I mean, I think it's more valuable than anything. Being present in those conversations can, can be overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly successful in, in making the next best decision. And so I agree but with you. Human connection. But knowing when to extract you from those conversations too, oh, yeah. I think it's really like, I think that's kind of key, right? Yeah. So not only having valuable conversations, see? He agrees with me. Life you experience, me. you know, it scared me even, you know, that's yeah. the perks of COVID. We're having us all work from home. I so. know, right? <laughs> but but yeah, like knowing how long to stay in a conversation and 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 when to extract yourself from it, because like that, that's a huge time suck too, is continue to have a conversation and not have it with the right person and potentially like missing out on another conversation. So learn and, and, and create your uh, own exit uh, exit plan. And if you catch me offline, I'll teach you a couple of tricks to extract yourself um, from an unwanted conversation. I, I don't want to like air it, you know, like publicly, um, just in case I happen to do that to someone. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, right? But it that's the that's the beauty of a small uh, small community. It's a small small world yeah. in GovCon, and and so we all we all tend to know a little bit of something too much about everyone else. So yeah, but you are always a joy every time I've seen you, and I and I love being able to connect with you here and share you with our network because I know that what you do is very valuable to many of the clients of Parabolus, many of the um, people who listen to our show, and and so I'm glad to be able to highlight intellect and you in particular, so that people will reach out. Um, so best ways for our listeners to connect with you would be how? Uh, LinkedIn. I am all over LinkedIn. Uh, my company side on LinkedIn is um, Intellect LLC. It's, you know, Todd Wilson. I'm, I'm the only one. Look for me in the red dress. Um, I'm That's usually right. the one who's like very, very vocal on things. Uh, and, and so again, I'm fair though. 
Yeah. Um, I, I will say that I, I, I don't bash people because this business is way too small. Right. Um, but you'll never wonder which side of the fence I'm, I'm sitting on. So, hey, being loud and proud is a good thing when you know what you're talking about and you know what you're talking about. So um, speaking of you love to get in front of people and, and share your expertise. Where can we find you in the upcoming months where our listeners can attend or or see you online or? Or, or find out about these upcoming events that you might be attending? Yeah. So on my company's LinkedIn page, we always kind of publish where I'm going to be, what I'm going to do, you know, um, to connect with me there. Uh, this uh, June the 8th, I'll be at the Game 2020 networking event. That's a okay. huge GovCon PR marketing type of um, event. Uh, there's also the uh, uh, annual government procurement conference on June 16th. There I'll be there. Yay. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> and their grandmother will be there. Um, everybody in the government will be there. So um, I usually wear a really bright color. So I might go for like salmon or pink this year. So oh, I was thinking I was too. So we'll have to take pictures. There we go. Great minds so, think alike. Exactly. So you can stand out in the crowd. I'm going right. to, you know, Queen Elizabeth does that. Why shouldn't I? Um, exactly. And then GovLink, there's, um, there's a networking event, American Prime on the 16th. And um, I am on the board of directors for FC International. And so I usually attend all of their events. Um, there's TechNet in Augusta in August, which unfortunately, because I'm hightailing to Houston, I'll be missing that one. But um, I will be at uh, San Antonio um, at Alamo Ace in November. I think that's the 14th through the 17th of November. Um, and so uh, if there's an event, I will try to be there. And uh, I, I do as many of the GovCon, uh, American Small Business Coalition events as possible, the Tower Club. Um, and so, again, just follow me on LinkedIn. You'll you'll know where I'm at. It's always a great place to start for sure. And, um, you know, we wish you the best of luck out in Houston and getting out there safely and getting set up. And we'll definitely be coming out to Texas to join you some for some events out there. So we'll We'll stay in touch so we can let the network know what's going out on out in that area. And, um, you know, I, I look forward to seeing you at the upcoming events this summer. Uh, I'm going to give you final words on this. Any tips of advice, uh, best practices that you could share with our network before we, we let you go? Be your authentic self and just get out there. I mean, it's all you can be, right? What uh, Oscar Wilde says, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you again for being here. You're amazing. We appreciate you joining the, the program today. And I encourage everyone to follow Ton on LinkedIn, also Intellect on LinkedIn as well. Check out her website, schedule some time to speak with her about how her services can assist you in growing your business in the government contracting industry. Again, I'm Teresa Moon, Director of Business Development for Parabolis. And I look forward to all of the episodes coming up this summer. So be sure to follow us and we will see you all soon. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys.